0: morning everyone and welcome to the footyball podcast this is scott and i'm your host and today is a bonus episode we're gonna talk about just a few games i say a few i have five on my list where i think we just need a little more clarification a lot of good games this is what my fourth episode this week um sorry uh you dozen or so regular followers of this. I've given you a lot. So, but you know, I'm a human being. I, I'm i supposed to be able to change my mind. And you know what? There's one of these things on here I am going to change my mind on. And there's others where I just feel we need a little more clarification. Okay. Um, today's episode this bonus episode is brought to us by the makers of Belly Fat, best example of a love-hate relationship that I can think of. All right, first up, let's look at Ohio State at Notre Dame again. I'm, I'm conflicted here. I, I'm sticking with Notre Dame, okay? Um here is other information that i've heard that is going to i don't know either justify my position or give you better information for you to justify your position cuz again it's i'm not i'm not preaching what you should do here right i'm just giving you what i think okay <clears throat> on paper ohio state is the better team okay um Uh, Apparently, they've got better recruiting class, and they've just overall got what it takes. Some folks have been disappointed with how they didn't beat up on their first two easy opponents, uh, but then suddenly came back and did on the third game. Originally, I had said, well, you know, they're probably going easy on them. You know, we give grief to some of these you know, big name, big power five teams that beat up on some other guys that, you know, it's just it's just kind of not fair. All this other stuff. But, no, you know, a lot of other folks are reading into that as just problems at Ohio State. OK, that's fine. Take it with a grain of salt. All right. Ohio State apparently has amazing wide receivers. But the, a lot of comments about Notre Dame secondary being on par with that. And so that would be a, be a good matchup. Who usually wins? I mean, the fact that most football games have scores means that most offenses will be able to outmaneuver the defense. So will that happen here? I don't know. Is Notre Dame's defense better than Ohio State's offense? Just Again, a lot of that goes back to how they handled the first two games. And a lot of that... <clears throat> has to do with um, them having Ohio State having somewhat of an unproven quarterback in McCord. He's a junior, right? Um, Been at Ohio State the whole time. Um, You know, is he the playmaker? Is he going to be the guy that can do it? Like, no one really knows. Now, does that mean Ohio State has a track record and a history of recruiting bad quarterbacks? Mm, I don't think so. Does that mean Ohio State has a track record of not being able to put a good quarterback in the game who is going to rise up on the occasion? Yeah, I I think they have a track record of putting out great quarterbacks and having them rise up to the occasion. Like, right, that's why this guy has the starting job. Now, Notre Dame's quarterback—he's a sixth-year senior or something. God, guy's been in college longer than I am. I, trust me, got three degrees. I was in college for a long time. Um, He's supposed to be good. He's supposed to be awesome. Hartman is the guy that everyone's relying on. So, is Hartman better than McCord? Folks are saying yes. Can McCord surprise us? Of course. It's a top-ranked program with anything you could ever possibly want, essentially, at your fingertips. So, that's the new insight that I've gotten. A lot of other folks started talking about left side versus, you know, I... I don't I don't follow that yet. I just I just don't. So someone's got a good left side, someone's got a weak left side. I whatever. Like this is this is what I'm focusing on. What it comes down to at the end of the day, who's going to be able to put up more points. And for me, I'm still looking at Notre Dame, you know. Might have a soft spot for someone who's in their 6th year in college, you know sounds like this guy might have accomplished more in those six years than I did, though. So, um, speaking of six-year seniors at quarterback, let's look at Florida State at Clemson. Similar thing. Uh, Travis, Florida State's uh, six-year senior quarterback. I guess this is all, like, the COVID years that people got back. Um, <clears throat> he, I, I I still think he's going to be able to do it, right? Um, I, I shared some insight about... Clemson being somewhat of a sleeper, they've kind of gone gone back in their hole. They've reassessed. Are they going to be able to come back out and dominate like they should, like they could? Yes, I think it's going to be a fantastic game, but I'm still going with Florida State on this one. Um, UCLA at Utah. Again, I'm sticking with Utah on this one, okay? Quarterback rising uh, for Utah is supposed to be back. How's he gonna do? I don't know. If he crashes and burns or gets hurt again, they've got the guy they've been winning with all season long so far, Johnson. Okay. Um, and ninety five pounds. Damn. I guess he's wearing the hundred and ninety five pounds better than I did when I was I was there like a like a month ago. I could easily get back up there a little binge eating this weekend but let's let's not do that um <clears throat> so you've got two great guys you've got home field advantage um you know ucla's got more 6 3 guy sounds like a beast freshman i mean everything i hear about him is top notch can this so is this going to be enough offense to overcome utah's defense now one thing I kept hearing about and I didn't pay much attention to was Utah's win at Baylor. I'm not a ref. Okay. But that was past interference. (laughs) So, um, yeah, uh, (laughs) you know, I heard, uh, I think the game time commentator was watching some replays was like, well, the refs decided, you know, this isn't about us. This is about the players. Well, no refs. Like we, like we, like we need to have you like, like chime in on fouls when they're, when they're, they're, I mean, that was, that was pass interference. Now would Baylor have done anything with that? I I don't know. Um, And, and, and and we will never know. And so at, at the end of the day, we're, we're over here going, Oh, you know, two undefeated teams. Let's go. This is going to be a great game. Um, uh, I just didn't know that Rising was going to be back earlier um, with Utah. He is, I, and w- what's he going to do? Don't know. Um, but if he if he ends up shit in the bed, like you've got the guy you've been winning with all season long so far. And originally, when I picked Utah, I, I, I went with understanding that Johnson was going to be the quarterback. The game I am going to flip on is Oregon State at Washington State. Oh, I just keep looking at it, you know, and, you know, my 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 longing for the underdog, my longing for, you know, I love beavers and cougars or, I don't know, I've been married 14 years, you know, Right. We'll just leave it at that. Um, Love them both. So, and their football programs. I'm just, I'm hearing so much about how on paper Oregon State is better than Washington State at every, not necessarily position, but on offense, on defense, at quarterback, um at wide receiver, um, they're they're better. So, you know, Washington State still has that home field advantage. Um, Washington State still has better wins. But I, you know, this is my, in my pick'ems here, I'm going to do it while we're on, while I'm recording. It's my number two. I, there, boom, flipped it. I now have Oregon State over Washington State. Done. Okay. Done. Nothing I can. Well, there's a lot I can do about it. I can always switch it back, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. All right. Lastly, um, Iowa at Penn State. It is going to be a whiteout game for Penn State. Um, I don't look at statistics like this, but I'm I'm curious as to what white out how Penn State does at whiteout games. And it does really well. Um uh there's a lot of talk about Iowa I think it, did I say Iowa State earlier. I, I meant Iowa. i meant the Hawkeyes, all right. Hawkeyes, Nittany lions, right? Um Iowa does well at Penn State. Um Iowa's got the defense. Iowa's got a good quarterback. Iowa still struggles to do the one thing that is required of it to win games and that is putting points on the board which again hearing this thing about the coach you know he's got to score an average you know certain average number of points per game in order to keep his contract you know now folks are saying you know is, is, is that a joke or is that real they're like you know whatever just Iowa everyone thinking acknowledges that Iowa needs to score points Their um, defense is fantastic against the run game. Penn state has more than just a run game. And for me, that's what it's going to be. And then I just, you know, when the teams and the fans get together, um, and do things like the whiteout, uh, or what like Colorado did last weekend, they had, I think they did the exact opposite. They did the blackout and then, uh, you know, Notre Dame, if they do green, um, Oh gosh, buddy was at a game the other day, and he didn't realize they were <laughs> all the fans were supposed to wear the same color jersey, and he he just didn't. So he said he was sticking out like a sore thumb in his, in his section. Um, anyway, uh, that's that's where I'm I'm, I'm. I'm 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 sticking with Penn State here. So uh, you know, the other thing I you know, I wasn't planning on doing like saying a lot about this, but you know, apparently there's 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 just a lot of tomfoolery going on with some of these early games, right? Especially the ones that don't matter, right? No one really understands what Saban was doing with three different quarterbacks. There was something floating around out there about on apparently the, the Bama boards, um, you know, about proving a point to his offensive coordinator. Um, You know, there's my own idea and thought that, you know, the obvious, what I think would be the simplest answer is why Why wouldn't you play the guy that you're going with after the loss to Texas? Probably because he got hurt. Probably because he needed a rest. Probably because you need a prep for Old Miss. You want to throw in your second and third string guy and have him get some play time and just get an idea. You know, put your money where your mouth is or put pen to paper or, you know, give him some real world experience. Well, throw him at a game. Get him out of practice, throw him at a game. I don't know, um I, I again this is this is just my thought, like why would you not play somebody who from what I'm hearing Ben was clearly like the better choice of the other of all three of them well, Give' them some rest, give them some time to focus, don't get distracted with these other teams, don't get distracted by these other games. wasn't it um gosh, who was it two or three seasons ago? Yeah, they lost their starting quarterback to like an FCS or a or just a really l- low, low ranked FBS team. And it was just kind of like devastating. Like the entire season was just not done, but just they did not accomplish what they could have had their quarterback not gotten injured. I can't I can't remember who that was. So anyway. Um but that just kind of seems to be Some of the word on the street, like what are some of these top teams doing by not destroying, you know, some of their lesser FBS or FCS opponents? Trying a few things out, tinkering with things. Who knows? Who knows? So anyway, that's what I got for us today. Enjoy the fantastic weekend of college football. Holy shit, there's a lot of games. Um, As always, this is Scott with the Footyball Podcast. I'd like to thank uh, my sponsor, the makers of Belly Fat. (sighs) Love you and hate you. Love getting you. Hate it once you're here. Have a great weekend, everyone.